Welcome to episode 9, the final episode in the first season of Bedtime Stories for Grown-Ups, the podcast that is meant to be a guide into dreamland. Hopefully, you'll never hear the end of it. Once upon a time, if you were lucky, someone told you bedtime stories. Maybe someone read you books, or the same favorite book over and over. Or maybe someone made up your bedtime stories, telling you nonsensical things until you closed your eyes and drifted into sleep. These bedtime stories are the whimsical, made-up kind. Little snippets from dreamland to guide you there. There is no plot to follow, no sense to make of anything. Just a sequence of images from beyond the consciousness of day to help you drift, let go, and fall blissfully into sleep. Reality television had turned the world upside down. There were increasing numbers of marauding bands of violent people. We lived in quite a large house. It was much too big for the few of us. And soon a group of young wanderers arrived. They seemed kind and friendly and we welcomed them. Someone thought maybe we should hide behind curtains and in cupboards and see what they got up to when they thought we weren't there. Sure enough, it was quickly apparent that they were taking advantage. But at least they were not violent. Not like the roving gangs of thugs with guns that seemed to be on the rise everywhere. Soon we were sharing our house with all kinds of people. We asked someone named Marcus to look after the children, the orangutans, and all the other animals. But when we came back, we saw them walking down the highway toward the city, beside the idling traffic that was going nowhere. The orangutans were walking upright and seemed to be having a heated discussion. But they were dutifully following Marcus down the highway as though he were the Pied Piper. What is he doing? Does he know how unhealthy it is to walk beside this idling traffic? We call to the children, Come with us. Come home with us now. Let's get away from this highway. Let's all walk on the grass with bare feet. What a relief. Come on. Let's go home. 
We are exploring a museum. There are some dead ends. Some of them have films playing on screens. Don't watch that one, someone said. It will confuse you. Your perception of time will become all distorted, and you won't know where or when you are. But we liked what was on that screen. It was disjointed and abstract. But it made sense in a strange way. We thought it was beautiful. We liked it better than the straightforward stuff on all the other screens. Sometimes, when you are going somewhere, you find that wherever you go, you always end up where you have just been. We can look back and see where we want to be, but we are not sure how to get there. We seem to have lost our way. We are on a dirt road that might actually be someone's driveway to their cabin in the woods. Now we are climbing over snowbanks in strange configurations of different colors, yellow and purple. We finally come to a large house at the end of the path. There is no other way but to go through the house. There is an unlocked door. We go in and start climbing the stairs. It is a very zen house. It is a kind of spiral. To go from room to room, you keep turning to the left. We are not sure how this architecture works, but it is a continual left turn, and there are more and more and more rooms. Now we need to find our way back. It is a good thing the path is yellow. It is different this time. There is a narrow canyon with bridges crisscrossing it over a hot pool hissing steam. And there is a giant purple monster living in the hot pool. He is huge, but he can also squeeze himself into the smallest of spaces. He is a friendly monster. Now we are wondering if the strange purple configuration that we had climbed before was actually the sleeping monster. Now the owners of the house have returned and they say the least we could do would be to buy a souvenir. We are in the gift shop. There is a woman on a paddleboard in a big open space in the middle of the ice. A whale surfaced and went down again. And then it came up right beside her to check her out. Wow. We wished we were on paddleboards right now. 
amazing. But we are treading water in this kind of machine. We are endlessly treading water in this machine. We shout to the proprietor that we want to come down. Why are there no stairs down from the second floor? This is dangerous. But he just shrugs. He is a rotund and scowling man, wearing a sparkly fez and sitting on a carpet cross-legged, counting his gold coins. We are starting to watch a film. It is called Fleece Air. There is a rudimentary cabin floating on a lake. A man comes out. And then someone says, Oh, is this Fleece Air? Is this the end when the plane crashes into the lake? No, we say. It's the beginning. But he says, Well, it's a true story. Everyone knows how it ends. They used to build planes out of wood, you know. Now we are not sure if we even want to watch this movie. We are with a group of biology students in a forest studying the frogs. There are many different kinds. But what are those? Are those bullfrogs? Be careful, or they will eat all the rest of the frogs in the country. Maybe even all the rest of the frogs on the continent. As we say this, one of them gobbles down a small pair of mating green tree frogs. Oh dear. The bullfrogs kind of look like jewelry boxes with warts and eyes. The biology teacher is puzzled though. They are indeed bullfrogs, but they have mutated somehow in the forest. We are meeting people from the past. We are manipulating animated figures, having new ones jump into scenes, and moving around the existing characters. You have to be careful with them, but you can really make them do anything you want. Look at all the clocks and timepieces here, and books. You know, you could declutter by storing some of this stuff in another dimension in another era. It really would simplify your life, but it might wreak havoc with your timeline. This necklace gave birth to a very beautiful and colorful stone. It was much bigger than the small stone. The stone necklace was now in two pieces. Someone gasped and said it was. We didn't catch the name. But we knew it was something very special. She picked it up and unfolded it into an exquisite angel. 
Look at that. How did that come out of the necklace? It was quite beautiful. And magical, really. Now we must eat. It is Mother's Day. Has anyone wished any of us a happy Mother's Day? There was a tiny baby bear in the bedroom. So tiny he could fit in the palm of your hand. He must have been very newly born. And then we realized there was a bear under the bed. We didn't want to get between the tiny mewling cub and the mama bear. She lunged after the wee thing and pulled him toward her. We were trying to leave the room calmly. We did not plan to call the authorities. We just wanted to give her enough space to find her own way out. Someone said that having a bear under your bed is a very rare thing. We should be honored to be so blessed. The ice artists were taking down their sculptures before they melted. No one had come to see them. They wondered if anyone wanted to take a piece home. We picked a couple of small tablets with maps etched into them. The artist was going to book a room at the local hotel because she was quite pregnant and she felt like she was going to go into labor at any time. Suddenly, three large whales popped their heads up by the dock. We raced over and managed to give one of them a hug. The whale semi-landed on me, but it wasn't too heavy. They slid back into the water, but then one of them surfaced again. He was opening his mouth and making a sound as though he was choking. There was a fish hook and line and a whole bunch of human detritus, human garbage, stuck to the roof of his mouth. We put our hands in and managed to get the hook and all the debris out. The whale was very grateful. He slid back into the water and swam away. We were thrilled. When it started raining, everything ended up underwater. That was the way of things these days. All of the houses turn into houseboats. We are going to have to start building on stilts. When we tried to make our way out, everything was covered in water. We couldn't go out that way. And then there were all these trees across the street. 
They were overloaded with water, and the strong winds started taking them down one by one. They were taking out the balconies on the building across the street. Get away from the windows. We are in another country. It might be Indonesia. We are walking along a wharf that is at sea level. The tide is really, really high. Suddenly a giant humpback rises out of the water right in front of us. And we fall on our knees. What an honor. And then we see that there are many humpbacks in the surrounding water. It is stunning to see all the whales around us. Amazing and beautiful. There is a machine that you can put three coins into and it will play the most beautiful music in the world. It doesn't matter where in the world the coins come from. The machine will work. It plays music so beautiful that we fall on our knees and sob uncontrollably. It is just so beautiful and also very sad. When we went outside, there were a number of wild animals. There was a fox that nipped at our fingers, as foxes do. A giant hare leapt into the same enclosure as the fox, and we thought there might be trouble. But it was a giant hare, much bigger than the fox, and strong. The fox did not go after the hare. When it got dark, the animals slipped away. When we left, I saw the fox again. If you are really still, she will not run away. She did stick around. We even managed to pet her as she scurried past us. We have seen this fox before. She was exploring a hole in an area that was full of tents. Maybe she was looking for a good den site. But this isn't it. It is much too close to people. This is a dangerous place for a fox. There were these vicious, large, biting flies spreading an infectious disease for which there was no cure. If you were bitten, you could infect the people around you too. We were running from the flies toward a safe house when we were bitten. We screamed. It really hurt. The flies were all over us. There was blood running down our legs from all the bites. And when we got to the safe house, 
Everyone looked at our bleeding, rash-covered legs, and they said, You have been infected. You cannot come in here. We were resigned to death then, and we walked away. We decided to go back to where we came from. We were wondering how much time we had left, and whether it would be a painful death. There were still some people in the place that we had come from, including many children. We were disappointed, because now where could we go? We didn't want to infect anyone else. But they insisted that we come in. They were not afraid, and they started tending to our wounds. You are not going to die, they said. Not this time. There is a room full of pianos on a ship, and a giant multicolored kaleidoscope is turning in the sky. And there are children laughing and saying, you are welcome. You are welcome, they say. Come in. Thank you for listening. Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams.